Welcome, beverage industry professionals, to Shine Runner Craft Marketing, quenching your marketing, distribution, and sales thirst for more horsepower on the craft beer, cider, and spirits industry. My name is Mark Colburn, and I'll be your host. Today's episode is the brand story and target marketing. Our program objective is to provide you with an overview of marketing, distribution, and sales learnings and experiences from me, a veteran who's been in the craft beer, spirits, and cider business for over 25 years. The goal of this program will be to help you better understand marketing's role, priority, and importance in the marketplace and how it relates to your business model. So let's get into the marketing story. Uh, In episode one, we we touched on the term KDA, or Key Differentiating Advantage. As you may recall, this is something that no other brand can lay claim to, something distinctly original and relevant to your brand only. Uh, In episode one, we used the example of Anchor Brewing's Anchor Steam Beer, San Francisco's original steam beer. That's an example of a really strong Key Differentiating Advantage. So the marketing story, however, is a hybrid of your company history blended with creative marketing copy designed to entice and capture the prospective consumer yearning to discover fun and interesting new products in their lives. It should also include your KDA. This critical proclamation should open as a story defining the beginnings of the company, its owner's passions, and lead the reader to where it is today. It should be written in a subtle selling fashion so as to encourage brand interest and curiosity from the prospective reader. It sort of leads the reader or potential customer to the porch and invites them to enter your brand house. It must also be shared repetitively. Very important. It's got to be shared repetitively with all the brand's channel members, including prospective consumers, wholesaler sales teams, ingredient and equipment suppliers, employees, and retailers. Also in episode one, we touched on the term target market as part of the marketing strategy. This is a quantifiable group with homogenous or similar wants and needs and is the segment that will be most amenable to your product offering. So just who is your target audience? That's the tough part, is defining that slice. Can you profile him or her in your mind? After grad school, I went to work for a large ad agency and part as a marketing research analyst, and part of my job was to write creative strategies. This was a two-page document that uh, outlined all the critical marketing factors that would be given to the creative teams, the creative director, art director, copywriters, and they would take away that information and come up with TV commercials, radio ads, print ads. And one of the most important elements within the creative strategy was the definition of the target market. And this would be, hey, if you had to zero in on one person, what would that person look like? And that's what the creative teams really needed in order to tailor their ads to that target market profile. So let's get into, uh, first of all, kind of how we can, we can slice up United States population uh, as, as we look into the origin of our marketing strategy, trying to initially define that target market. And uh, some of these terms you will be very familiar with. 
and it's it, they're defined numerically. And let's just, just go through the few that, that are very common in the marketplace because it's going to help us define our marketing strategy and develop our target market. So the first first segment that was defined was the greatest generation born from 1915 to 1927. There's about 3.8 million people there. Not certain that there's too many of them around, unfortunately. Uh, the next group, post-war cohorts, born between 1928 and 1945. About 28 million strong there. And very, uh, very popular term, the baby boomer, born between 1946 and 1964. So how many baby boomers? Between 75 to 78 million strong. And then you have the Gen Xer. You've heard of this. 1965 to 1980, they were born. And there's about 66 million of them. And then the most popular segment, the Millennials, born between 1981 and 1998. Now, there's about 79 to 80 million strong in the Millennial. A couple of key points. One third of all millennials will become adults in the year 2020. That's just around the corner. That means, you know, that, that's a lot of alcohol drinkers for you out there. And 34% of them are educated with at least a bachelor's degree. That is the highest level of education in the country. These are key points that we need to remember. So then you have the Gen Z or iGen generation. They were born from 1999 to 2015. Another big segment coming into, and this bodes well for the future, for brewers and distillers and vintners, cider makers, because you've got 74 million people. They're going to be coming into a drinking age soon, too. So the future's bright. And then the last segment, uh, it'll probably change in, in namesake, but they're, right now they're called Digitals. And they were born from 2016, basically till today. I don't have a number on that group. So you get an idea of how uh, the United States population is divided, you know, sliced up. So then you can start to really tailor your marketing strategy around one or two of those segments. So let's say, just for fun, if we were to take all U.S. craft beer consumers, put them into a mash tun, boil them up, and, and we had to come up with one person, who would that person be? That's, that's how you write a creative strategy for an ad agency. And we're going to do that now. So who would this person be? I mean, what would you name them? So I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, give you what I, my opinion of the craft beer guy is and, or lady. And uh, I'm going to call that person Austin. Austin is squarely a millennial. He's age 29. And the target range of the craft beer drinker is 21 to 39 which we probably already know, but 25% of microbrew drinkers are between the ages of 30 and 39. So you don't want to miss out on this segment. By 2023, half of all craft drinkers will be millennials, consuming an estimated 65% of beer volume. So there's an awesome target audience to pursue. Education. We're going to really dig down into Austin now. So education, as we know, he's got a bachelor's degree. And yeah, it skews more male for craft beer consumption. Employment. He's employ, employed full-time. He skews middle management. He's high-tech or engineering. And 54% of craft beer drinkers are white-collar. Marital status. He's single with a household size of one to two. So he's either uh, living with a roommate, a buddy, a fiancé, a girlfriend. His household income starts at $65,000. Now, it gets more interesting. Geography. So there's nothing really super clear here, uh, kind of obvious. West Coast, East Coast, that's where he resides. Southern Belt, Pacific Northwest, no real geographic dominance. However, he skews Metro. As far as his residence, he rents and he lives, he's Metro as opposed to Suburban. He lives in the city. He wants to be where the action is. 
automotive situation, well, he owns a car, relies on public transit, probably Ubers. His psychographic makeup, this is some key points here. So he relishes time with friends. He's active on weekends, attends a minimum of one concert or live music event per month, attends a minimum of one professional sports event per month, exercises three to four times per week in the gym, or is active playing weekend sports with friends. Now, listen to this. He goes out to dinner, which includes consuming alcohol, once to twice per week. That's as much as eight times a month. He enjoys better brands when entertaining, including the purchase of craft beers. He also attends movie theaters a minimum of one to two times per month. Now, why do I say that? That's because this segment is the largest for the movie-going population in the United States. So what's going on in the the, the movies the movie segment right now in the in the U.S.? Or at least I'll, I'll speak to, for my area in the greater Bay Area. What I'm finding is movie attendance is down. And why is that? Because there's so many options. You can you can watch Netflix. You can just do pay-per-view, do things at your house. You know, just just order movies. However, so what are the theaters doing to differentiate? What is their key differentiating advantage? in order to try to get Austin into their theaters. Well, you go out to a theater out here, and jeepers, the seats look like... um you know, first class in British Air, luxury liner, absolutely fantastic, big old chairs. But a key point to you listeners is you can go into these theaters now and you can order craft beer, craft cider, spirits, wine, incredibly good beverages, and drink them while you're watching your first-rate, first-run movies. So what does that mean to you? Well, you want to get your reps calling on these big movie chains or get your wholesalers out there and knocking on those doors because that is incredible awareness. And, and sampling, you know, trial for uh, to, to expose your brands to Austin. So that's something you really want to think about. So another little key point about the millennial is a whopping 80% of millennials hear about products through word of mouth or what I call word of thumb. And we'll get into that. So more about Austin, his media habits. This guy is a voracious consumer of all social media as well as high-frequency internet participation. What a surprise. Compulsive listener of music via multiple outlets. He spends over 20 hours per week surfing the web. Really important point here. He is a key brand key, a gatekeeper or opinion leader that has power to influence a friend community of over 300 He's also influenced by social media input and constantly looking to discover new brands like yours and experiences. He demands constant entertainment from social media to the point of addiction. He's minimalist TV viewing with the exception of live sports broadcasts and cable programming. He shuns TV commercials, feeling they are deceptive and a waste of his time. His buying style. Well, he's characterized as impulsive and promiscuous. Brand loyalty is very difficult to achieve and to sustain within this target audience. This target audience is loyal to quality, remember quality, and thrives on experimentation. I think you can start to see Austin now. A little bit more about Austin. His product adoption stage, you know, heavy marketing term, but um, he is an Defined as an innovator, early adopter, which is great. He actively seeks out what is new so that he can influence and impress his social media cyber clan. Austin remains engaged with products through experimentation, 
particularly at the high end of the product price spectrum. You don't need to discount your products. Go after Austin. As a result, he demands more, different, and better beer consumption. It just keeps getting better here. Austin is a medium to heavy user of beer. This target actively looks for craft beer in their favorite bars, the on-premise, or for you European people, the on-trade. Listen to this. Nearly one-third of this target likes to try or discover beers at bars in the on-premise. If they like the beer, there is a 60% likelihood that they will purchase that brand off-premise. 60%. So it's like it's been for three, four decades. Exposure in the on-premise with your brands is going to really help sell in the off-premise. And that's where people like Austin are trying to discover brands like yours in the on-trade, in the on-premise, in the bars. So listen to this. Over half of craft beer dollar volume, over half, comes from on-premise bar purchases. Now, his conventional media habits, he subscribes to one or two magazines per month. And other, he's probably got a dog or a cat as a pet. So, recap. In episode two, we went over the marketing story. It's a treasure hunt to the porch and through the front brand door, as I call it. We talked about defining your target market. And then we talked deep about Austin. We were really getting after this guy. And so I, I know you've got a picture of him in your mind. So um, let's just let's just think about this for a second. What if you're in the supermarket and and you see Austin? He's sitting there looking at the craft beer section. 12, 15, 16, 20 linear feet of great craft beers. And he's looking, he's thumbing, he's looking, he's thumbing, he's looking, and, and you're sitting back there about 10 feet away from him, you're, you're just kind of watching, almost like a focus group moderator through a, you know, a one-way uh, mirror. So what are you going to do? Uh, are you going to sit there and kind of watch it, his purchase behavior and what he buys and he puts in his basket and takes off? Well, you know what you should do? you got to go up to Austin. you got to go talk to him. Why? Austin's got 300 buddies in his back pocket. Is that going to influence your brand and volume? Hell yes. So go up to him and say something like, Hi, uh, my name's Mark with GT500 Brewing. Uh, I noticed you were looking at the craft beer aisle. Can uh, Is there something I can help you out with? And Austin will look at you and say, Hey, stalker, you know, back the heck away from me. But, uh, but you know, just, just approach him. Obviously, you don't call him Austin. And, and say, Hey, you know, I, I noticed you looking at the craft beer aisle. And uh, I just wanted you to, to tell you about my, my GT500 Brewing IPA. It's got this, this, this. And this is where you go into your KDA. It's got bam, 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 your KDA. Bam, bam. And uh, we'd really appreciate it if you might try this six-pack of, of uh, beer from GT500 Brewing. So what's Austin going to do? He's going to turn down that pitch. More than likely, I've done this before in the supermarkets, he's going to take that six-pack. Bam, that is awesome. And maybe while you're at it, you invite him to your tap room or brewery. Hey, here's my card, Austin. Uh, would, would love to see you and your buddies uh, over at, and, and girlfriends, uh, over at uh, you know the tap room. Here's a card for a free pint. So I don't care what your title is, you got to go after Austin. Because as I said, this guy's a gatekeeper. He's an influencer. He's looking. He wants to discover your great beverages. So help him out. You know, t- Tell him about your stuff, your KDA. So, uh, please submit questions on episode two topics to shinerunner at thebrewingnetwork.com, and I'll try to address a couple of those uh, questions, uh, comments, feedback in a future episode. 
And thank you for listening. Please check out my website at shinerunnercraftmarketing.com and my book, Craft Beer Marketing and Distribution, Brace for Skumageddon. Look for episode three, Pursuing Austin, where we are going to really go after this guy. We're going to tackle him, turn him upside down, shake out those 300 buddies, and they're going to have another 300 and another 300, another 300. Pretty soon, we're going to have multi-millions of people going after your great beverages. So thanks a lot for listening. 